Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. I had a tough time deciding what to talk about this morning, so I decided to stick with the word. Maybe I'll talk about what I was thinking about talking about tomorrow, but this actually ties into what is going on in my life. So what is the topic today? Well, I looked at John 3.16, the gospel. We hear it, we see it, uh, you know, at football events or sporting events. And do you really think about the context of where that verse came from? And it kind of ties into the last couple of days. So that's why I thought, you know what, I want to wrap this up. So I'm going to read the deets here so that you get where we're at. This is the whole exchange with Nicodemus. So again, it starts um, John chapter 3, and we're going to just read all the way through, 1 through 21. Okay, it's going to be a little bit of repetitive from the other day, but now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. I think this is so important, everyone. This is one of the high priests. This is one of the people who is hanging out with all of the other scribes and Pharisees and high priests who are trying to kill Jesus. Okay, so Nicodemus came to Jesus at night because he didn't want anyone to see and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God for no one can do these signs that you are doing unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you. Yep, he's witnessing to himself. No one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can a person once grown old be born again? Surely he cannot re-enter his mother's womb and be born again, can he? Jesus answered, Amen, amen, again, testifying to himself. When you see amen, amen, you know this is truth. I say to you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it wills, and you can hear the sound it makes. But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can this happen? 
Jesus answered and said to him, You are the teacher of Israel, and you do not understand this? Amen, amen, I say to you, we speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen, but you people do not accept our testimony. If I tell you about earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has gone up to heaven except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. So now Jesus just went to Nicodemus, referred to the Old Testament with Moses, who put the serpent on the pole. It was a wooden pole. This was symbolism. This is typology coming in where this is basically what they have to do with Jesus. And everyone who believes in Jesus on that pole will have eternal life, just like the people who looked at the, the serpent on the pole were healed from the bites. And now we start with God, or I'm sorry, with the 316 for God. Okay. So he's basically telling him, look, just as Moses was lifted up, I am the son of man and everyone who believes in me may have eternal life. Moving on. Verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. And this is the verdict, that the light came into the world but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come toward the light so that his works might not be exposed. But whoever lives truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. Lots of stuff going on there, but the summation of believing in Jesus is the basis of faith. And I don't know if you can hear birds out my window. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> I, I have a kind of 20 something year old windows here and I can hear them. You may not, but my apologies for the the beautiful birdies waking up because it's um slowly but surely becoming light out. It's pitch black in my room right now. Okay. This is all about we believe in Jesus, but it's also about our witness and how we act as Christians. It's not just I believe in you, God. And then I go about my day and I do my own stuff. I don't talk to him. I don't have a relationship with him. I'm a selfish person. I have 
individual, you know, many individual idols outside of God, money, material things. I don't know. Maybe it's my technology, my phone. I don't know what it is that, or what you are battling over there. Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's mortal sin, but we're all struggling to stay on that level, narrow path. And this just comes down to my life right now. I mean, I was so excited to go to confession yesterday. I really felt that there was going to be some beautiful grace, some extraordinary healing. It's been a while. You know I go every week. Well, it's probably been through four weeks, four weeks, and I messed up. I went online and I thought I read that confession was at 8.30, but it was at 7.30. So I got there late. The beautiful thing was the church was empty and I was able to sit there with God for a little while. The bummer was I was really, really excited to go to confession I was looking so forward to just being clean in his eyes. I mean, I sat down and I wrote stuff down. I had to go back a few weeks. This is why I don't, I don't understand how people can't go to confession more than like once a year. How do you remember everything that you've done? It takes a while and, and of course you're missing stuff, but you might be picking out the big things. Um, you know, as you go down that, that narrow level path and you continue to walk in peace with God, you, you find that you have a lot more venial sins and a lot more, um, your confessions become more about how you're treating others, how you're loving yourself, how you're spending time with God, those types of confessions versus I sinned. I did this horrible sin and God, please forgive me type of thing. But I think that why I wanted to come back around to this was to give you some context of where that John 316 comes from. And I would honestly suggest that you just read chapter three of John and let it sit with you for a while, because again, it is about salvation and it is about belief and believing in him, yet also knowing that our witness is what matters. So if I look down here at the very end, verse 21, but whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. Let me reread that. But whoever, anyone around you, lives the truth. You can tell. Okay, I'm going to stop interrupting. Let me go back. But whoever lives the truth comes to the light so that his works may be clearly seen as done in God. So this is where we Walk in, we're walking into the world as light so that we can shine light on the darkness and show people the way to live. 
how to build that relationship with the Lord, how to be a loving, caring, kind neighbor. And when I say neighbor, I mean person to any other person. It's not very difficult how God wants us to live. Loving ourselves and loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. But so many of us have have a struggle with that because we don't have God in God. We need to live in God so that people know that person is A, different, but B, sincerely, you can tell they've got God in their life. And not just God, Jesus. And not just Jesus, the Catholic faith. But I digress. (laughs) So let's make sure that we are acting and believing and being that light. Because 316 means squat if our lives don't match If we're still hiding in the darkness, hiding our sins, not bringing them to God, we are walking away from the light. We are turning our back on God. So guess what? Guess who's going to 730 Confession today? (laughs) Yes, that's why it's 5.30 in the morning and I'm recording this. That's important. It's so important to me. And I feel a little like I've got to confess presumption. Like I presume that I would get into confession yesterday. I didn't go a couple days prior when I had the opportunity and I said, oh, I'll just go on Monday. Another presumption that I'm going to be alive on Monday. <laughs> you know? So get yourself right with God. I know a lot of you can't go to confession, but do it from your heart. Because guess what? That's all that matters. I don't care what faith you are, or if you're just checking this podcast out, or if you're not Catholic, or if you're wondering about Jesus. If you're sincerely wanting a life where you just love people (laughs) and, and not a lot rocks your world, you don't get upset no matter what comes your way. I mean, yes, you can get upset when you have a, a death in the family and cry and be sad because that's mourning. But then at the end, you also think, wow, she's experiencing what I am so excited to experience. And then you start looking at life and death and that's when things become even more important to be reconciled with God. But you also just live differently when you, when you keep eternal life in the front of your mind. That's what we should do because that's what this was. That's what 316 is about. Eternal salvation. He who believes in me will have eternal life. Well, if we thought about eternal life every day, we might be actually acting differently. So let's do that today. I love you all. Thank you for the length of this. 
It was a long read, but I honestly think it would be great if you go back and read John chapter 3 a few times all the way through to the 21st verse. And then sit with it and ask yourself, am I being evil? Or am I walking into the light and going toward God in that beautiful sacrament of reconciliation? Or in a heartfelt confession, on my knees, because God knows our heart. And that, my dear friends, is why I sit there and I say, love is the basis of everything. And we can't love without God. And God knows your heart. So I don't care what faith you are, what religion you are. Just ask him to pull you toward the truth. We keep talking truth. We keep talking light. We're talking Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is truth. will lead you and guide you to truth. That's why the Holy Spirit is here. That's why the Father and Jesus, right? The Father and the Son bring us this beautiful, perfect love. But it's also truth. Truth of the faith. Truth of what's going on in the world. It's a beautiful, beautiful gift. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) I could go on forever. Tomorrow, maybe we'll talk about glorifying God. How do you really do that every day without freaking people out? (laughs) All right. I love you all. God loves you more. Go live it. Live it and breathe it. Live in the spirit and bring Jesus to the world. Bring salvation to the world in how you live today. Have a blessed one.